Hey, everybody. <laughs> Guess uh, what? We made a mistake. Welcome back to the extreme, everybody. My name is Zach. My name is Joey. And this is a podcast where we dig deep on your favorite video games. Isn't that right, Joey? That's right, Zach. And, and where we don't totally botch the opening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let's talk a little bit about what we're doing right now. So we're digging into Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo. Yes. And we're just having a pretty good time. Not bad. <laughs> no, it's not bad. Not bad. But yeah, last week, Joe, what did we what did we finish up? I don't quite remember. Oh, right. We ate all that chocolate. What? Don't take my chocolate. <laughs> How do you still have chocolate left? It was a lot of chocolate. That's a fair point. You know, they're probably going to be a bit mad when you realize a whole mountain of that chocolate is missing. I'll give it back to them. Yeah, It'll fair enough. Be a little... Uh, no, they don't want it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm nixing it before you say it. But yes, we, we finished up Chocolate Island, and um, we got on our wetsuits, and now we got to swim out to this sunken ghost ship. Yes. Do we have to? It looks kind of spooky. Um, it looks very spooky, but I think it's it goes well with the uh, the times. You know, the times. Halloween's coming up. Oh, you're right. Damn it all! It just kind of times out perfectly. Not like It'll we time so that out at all. So good for like. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like so perfect for like social media and like. Posting it and, like, shit and hashtags. I'm already in the water, boss!
Give me a second. I have to get the water out of my ears. Yeah, there we go. That was an unexpected ride. Yeah, no, I can't say I, I really saw that one coming. But um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about what we just what we just went through here. So, yeah. the sunken ghost ship. So, Joey, you notice an uncanny resemblance to something else? That Does this it ship... have to do with hmm. Mario? It does have to do with Mario. Can can you be a little more spec specific? Super Mario Bros. Four. Yes, that's <laughs> the one. Partners in slime. <laughs> Wait, no, it's three. <laughs> Partners in slime. Yeah, that has to be a game. What? I meant that. I really hope so. Get get on it, Nintendo. Make this thing happen. <laughs> It's when uh, he starts climbing down really gross pipes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we, yes, and there is a, a major, major significance to uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 uh, with the airship. So I believe if this is canonical now, so Super Mario Brothers 3 takes place somewhere in the same world as Dinosaur Land, I guess? Whoa. Because, I mean, that's got to make sense, right? It. It's a it's clearly the same that'd, airship. Right, that'd be cool. And it's a sunken ghost ship, so I wonder how long it's been down there. Oh shit. Oh man, I, the deep lore. I get it. 
The, the lore you, like, is deeper than how far it is. <laughs> so deep. So deep. What were you saying? I didn't mean to cut you off. It's like all makes sense now. It all does make sense. Defeated the ship and mm-hmm. it becomes a ghost ship. Yeah, and all the enemies on it turn into ghosts or bones, and god damn it, this is so dark. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. Let's talk let's a little keep, bit about continue. how dark this is. <laughs> yeah. Because there are literally a point, uh, there's a point where there's just booze randomly popping up all across the screen. Which, honestly, is kind of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> from a gameplay perspective because you have zero seconds to react to this happening and it fills yeah. up about 80% of the screen. Yeah. I remember I used to play this and I literally like memorized where all the ghosts were going to show up. Right, and that's stupid. You shouldn't have to yeah. memorize where they're going to be. No. Especially considering it takes a while to actually get through that section. So long. There's no like... There's no it's so tedious. Exactly. There's no leading you into it. There's no teaching you about how it's going to happen. There's no not even like a hey that's going to happen here maybe move kind of thing. It just happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is bullshit. I guess that's why they're ghosts. They don't play by the rules. Nope. They play by their own rules. They they were playing baseball in uh in Central Park and they got bored. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a callback to a really old movie. Um, Wait, what movie is that? It's Angels in the Outfield. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) That's okay. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'll give them a point. There is a point of minor conveyance after you get past, um, like, about halfway into the area with the booze. Where they've uh-huh. previously shown like those eerie ghosts underwater and the randomly generating booze and then they kind of put those together just as like a sandwich of fuck you, we showed you these, now you get fucked by them both. <laughs> um, so I'll give them credit where credit is due, granted it's still kind of bullshit. So half points. <laughs> Um, but after that, Joe, we just get to a random fall. Yeah. We, we fell just for a thinking, while. Like, like, why is it, why is this a thing? Yeah. And then hmm. I just thought now when we were referencing the ship from Super Mario Bros. 3. Yeah. Go when on. When you beat the, the level, you like fall down that. Oh, shit. That thing. Is that, Maybe it's like that. Is that trying to reference that? That's very Maybe. interesting. That's actually a very know. interesting thought. I never, I never thought of that. Or just like a weird thing that just <laughs> want to make you uncomfortable. I mean, probably. I just because I couldn't think <laughs> of the logical gameplay reason why you just have a random fall with a star kind of and um, like random enemies just kind of coming from place to place. But like, yeah. yeah, I don't really get it. So I want to take your, I want to take your explanation that it's not a gameplay reason, but more of a referential reason to have that. Okay, we'll use that. Yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> um, and then it finishes off with you just kind of literally landing in a pool of water, and then the question mark, circle, orb thing, mystery yeah. orb. And uh, just kind of is there on a kind of dilapidated pyramid. 
That's all it's doing. And, uh, yeah, it's a bit odd, but I don't really know why it's there, but hell yeah. Apparently collecting this mystery orb made a mountain appear? <laughs> How, what? That's it. Yeah, I don't really get it's it. It's a magical orb. It's a magical mountain-granting orb. You know, actually, mm-hmm. funnily enough, that's the story of how they made the, uh, the, <laughs> shit. That's how they made, uh, the, oh my god, why am I blanking on this? The monument in the Dakotas. Oh god. Um. Why am I, Mount Rushmore. That's, <laughs> uh, fuck me. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, <laughs> our American viewers. Like, oh the monument god. in the Dakotas. That was so bad, oh my god. Um, yeah, that's how Mount Rushmore came to be. <laughs> oh, yeah? They actually just found a mystery green orb, and then the mountain just kind of spawned out of the ground. Oh, God, that's, I feel so stupid. That's, yeah, that's how it happened. Fuck. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. That was my bad. But, yeah, it's also reminiscent of Super Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, right. delayed laugh there. <laughs> All right. Um, and then, yeah, so we end up in the Valley of Bowser. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, and it's a bit odd. I don't uh, quite know what's how we ended up here, but I think we should check it out. You agree? Let's do it. All right. You see that sign off in the distance? What, is that, yeah. what does that, what say? that say? I don't know. I think we need to get a little closer. Hold on. We'll okay. take a quick break, and we're going to go see if we can see that sign.
Joe. I think we're about halfway to that that sign. But like, man, it's a lot farther than I thought it would be. <laughs> I know. It's like I keep thinking we're getting closer, but are we getting further away? I don't. I don't even know anymore, man. Am so I walking please. forward? I'm thirsty. Uh, don't worry. We got this. Let's take a let's take a rest and recap what we went through. All right. Okay. So Valley of Bowser, stage one. Um. So basically, they should have just named this Mega Mole Central. I I would think at least. <laughs> Mega like, Mole Central. Me- yeah. Like, fucking, it's just Mega Moles and mazes. That's yeah. That's that's all this is, and some like football dudes. Yeah, but basically, yeah, it's just like so. The main hook of this of this stage is just baiting Mega Moles to be in the right places so you can get through the maze. Yeah, it's basically just a long maze. Yeah, or that's a regular a... length maze. Exactly. <laughs> like, there's not anything really too new here. It's just kind of like, remember those mega moles that were kind of dicks before? Like, yeah, um, yep. they're here again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't really now have much to say. We're like in their fortress or something. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, I don't really have much else to say about this one. Yeah, it's just a maze. You got to find your way. Yeah. So you want to move on? Yep. Fuck, we're flying through it. Number two. Bowser. A Valley of Bowser number two. Yeah. Um, we're in, like, tunnels. And there's more mazes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What's up with all these mazes? I'm getting Bowser's lost here. Bowser's trying to, like, fucking mess with us. This is just getting annoying. Especially when you have these little fuck canyons that you keep falling into. Okay, I'm gonna call that a okay. let's call that a game mechanic. The fuck canyon. The fuck canyon. That's a that's official right there. Yeah, put that on the Nintendo website. <laughs> so basically if you're not quite familiar with what I'm talking about, it's a mechanic where the floor kind of goes up and down, but not all of it, so it kinda of creates a canyon like crevice that usually a Koopa will fall down or kick its shell into, and yeah. you have to kinda of just deal with that shell. Until you can <laughs> get you out of the fuck out. canyon. Yeah. <laughs> Which is bullshit, but you know what? I'll give it to them. That is a game mechanic. Um, I guess, yeah. Yeah. And, but, yeah, it's a challenge. It is. Why I guess not? They're, they're, like, combining some of the older, me- the other mechanics of, you know, Koopas throwing their shells at you, and these up and mo- upward and downward moving platforms. So, okay, fair yeah. enough. I'll, I'll, we'll let it slide, right? Yeah. And it, it serves as a good conveyance for the next part, too. That's true. Navigating this confining maze corridor. Yeah. Uh, which is surprisingly hard, actually. Yeah, you gotta run as fast as you can at some points. Yeah, you, you gotta commit to a move. You you can't just half-ass it. Yeah. Um, which... It's scary. It's scary, so it kind of adds credence to the fact that, look... You're in the final stretches of this game, and shit's kind of ramping up. Yeah, if you make one wrong move, you're dead. Pretty much. Which is good. I, I want that to be... Yeah. Uh, I want it to be like that in the end game, end stages of something like this. Yeah. Um, so kudos. And it ends with actually another kind of a, a different take on the first parts, canyon, like, fuck canyons kind of thing. Except, yeah. uh... It's more of like a tripwire situation, like where you jump on it, and uh, it starts moving upward to like kind of right. crush you. 
Mm-hmm. But it, like, doesn't move down. It just, once you step on it, it's kind of, like, tripping the wire, and it'll just kind of go up to right. try and crush you, and that's it. Yeah. Which that's, is good. It's a cool thing. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So, yeah, I, I like this level. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Yeah, fun. It, it's a good challenge, I would say. It is a good challenge. A good, not impossible challenge that you need to use skill for, yeah. you know? I would agree. Yeah, you're using a lot of interesting... Uh, you're using all the skills that you've learned prior in uh, mm-hmm. a lot of... Probably the Vanilla Dome was where this came, yeah. I think. But yeah, yeah. Um, it's good. They're kind of capitalizing on the fact that we can, or they can as game designers, put all these uh, game mechanics into these levels now because it's basically like, hey, we can remix them because you're in the final stages. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Um, is there anything else you wanted to chat about on this one? Uh, nope. If you have Yoshi, you can get those wings and just beat the level without going through the maze. Oh, yeah. But, like, who ha- but who has Yoshi at this point? Like, <laughs> Yeah, there's not even a Yoshi egg as far as I remember, right? I didn't see one. Yeah. So yeah. you need to bring that Yoshi from elsewhere. You gotta import it. Mm. Import your Yoshi from Chocolate Island. <laughs> Oh, I get my Yoshis from Vanilla Dome. (laughs) (laughs) I heard the import tax from Vanilla Dome is intense. How'd you manage to get that through the tariff? Yeah, it's worth it, though. It's like a (laughs) lot, like, more quality product. Oh, okay, okay. That's a good idea. I should look into that. I've been getting my... I've been getting my Yoshis from the Forest of Illusion, and sometimes just empty boxes show up. Oh, shit. (laughs) It's like, you can get... You never know. You can get just, like, the cheapest thing. Or yeah. you can get a, a good one, you know? Yeah, I thought I was hatching a Yoshi egg, and it just turned out to be a wild ostrich, and I was very concerned. <laughs> That's what you get for, like, basically free Yoshis. Damn it, Amazon. What are you doing? <laughs> you mean illusion. Damn it, illusions on. <laughs> it's funny because Amazon is also a forest. Yeah, right. I thought that would have worked. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the the ghost house ghost that house. we had to go through. Yeah. Um so small thing gonna mention. Mainly because it's me and I feel like I have to mention it. But All right. we're in a valley, right? Are we? I believe so. The Valley of Bowser. The Valley, valley of Bowser. Bowser. So yeah. why didn't the background change when we're on the outside of the boo house? Looks like going into any uh, other boo house. True. That's one mechanic they did not use. No. Game. It's not probably a mechanic, but a... probably because they didn't really care what nerds like me would have to think about that. <laughs> and they probably just like, God damn it, like who really cares? I care, damn it. <laughs> and I'm sure all five of you out there listening agree with me too. Uh <laughs> For sure. <laughs> but yeah, let's not harp on this. Let's talk about the actual good mechanic in this one, uh, which I'm calling the Bright Room. Yes. I'm not right. very creative. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Bright Room. It's yeah. like ironically scary. Yeah, right? It's weird because yeah. in a ghost house, why is it so yeah. bright? It seems too bright almost. Mm hmm. Like, ominously bright. What is happening? 
I don't know. I don't know where this joke was going, but let's move it's on. It's like empty. <laughs> okay. Uh, but there's basically the main mechanic in this room is the P-switch plus star, uh, which <laughs> equals fun time on a clock, basically. Yeah. So fun you, time on a clock. Yeah. So basically what I'm trying to go for there is that once you hit that P-block, obviously you're on a timer now because the coins will change back into blocks and vice versa. Um, and there's a star that happens to fall every time you hit the P-block. So you basically need to grab that star and run as fast as you can through this stage. But yeah. you need to know where to go first. <laughs> right, there's that thing. Classic Valley of Bowser not telling us where to go and giving us multiple options. I was going to say classic ghost house, but fair enough. <laughs> okay, that too. <laughs> but yeah, like you have to kind of figure out where you have to go, but it's kind of different from the other ghost house in that there's a more sense of like a timer where you would actually die if you don't move fast enough because the platform is coins. Right. So it adds a sense of tension to your exploration because you can't just dilly-dally around. You got to figure out where the fuck to go. Right? You gotta figure out where the yeah. fuck to go. You, yeah. And if you don't, you die. Exactly. If you <laughs> fall off and you die. But that's why they give you that star. They basically say, like, look, don't worry about the enemies. Just focus on the platforming. Yeah. Which is kind of nice, actually. They could have yeah, just yeah. said, fuck you, and you would have to deal with both. But um, I guess the game designers are having a bit of a pity party on us. Which I don't mind. I'll take any opportunity to take a star, am I right? Why not? Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, especially considering the way to move forward is to basically go through all the platforming on the on the coins, but move quickly enough through the final quarter there on the right to clear enough coins out so that they're not they don't become blocks and actually block your exit. Right. So not only is it that you have to go fast enough to stay on the blocks that are currently blocked, but you need to move fast enough to clear out the coins that yeah. were blocks. You just, you, there's no break. There's no break. No, no, and no, ain't no rest for the wicked, Joe. No. Money don't grow on trees, except when you <laughs> hit a P block and the leaves turn into gold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, god damn it! Can you imagine that in a practical sense? If like. In some weird reality now, like, I found a block with a P on it, and then I just kind of pushed it in the middle of, like, downtown, and the entire building just turned into coins. Well. That would be tremendously weird, and probably <laughs> incredibly chaotic. Yeah. Your, the whole, your, the universe as you know it would be different. God, yeah, well, like... Your if, life would be changed forever. Like, I guess people would be... Well, I don't know how that would go down. Would people be okay? Would they get out? Would they just kind of slide down? and like, know. Would they, like, like, Scrooge McDuck their way and, like, kind of swim through the gold and be fine? Who knows? Like, if a P-block could do that, anything could happen. That's true. I would hope that the people would just be fine and then kind of, like, Scrooge McDuck their way down and now everybody's got a bunch of gold and it's okay that your yeah. house is gone, but now you have, like, a million dollars in gold. Yeah, just buy a new house. You just buy a new house. With a better black, house. With blackjack and hookers. 
You know what? Forget the house. <laughs> you know what? Forget the house. And the blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's such a good line. Yeah. Oh, so classic. Oh man, but that—that's all I really got for the ghost house. Um, yeah, you good to? Is that is that fine? Let's move. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. If that's the case, I think we need to take another quick break. I think we've taken actually a quick enough break. So let's uh, let's continue our journey to the to the glowing it. neon sign. And by the way, is it just constantly? constantly thundering down here i keep hearing this like th- yeah. thunder crack it's, it's so kind of weird because i me. thought we were underwater yeah what is happening <laughs> <laughs> how is is there like an underwater valley that is cool this is the weirdest thing i think we need to keep investigating <laughs> yes also i'm like hearing a weird no- like a noise that's not quite thunder it's eerie i don't really like it <laughs> It's more eerie than that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I always like the the Valley of Bowser music. It's funky. It is very funky. But we'll be right back after this break. Did, was there a, did I see that right? Was there a, was, was, did, did, did a large Italian guy just destroy a giant dragon flying in a clown car? Uh, you saw that too? Okay, good. I (laughs) I just, did we, hold up, was there something weird in that chocolate? (laughs) (laughs) I think there's something weird in that chocolate. I think we need to debrief what we just saw. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Hold it together. Let's just let's talk it out and let's talk about okay. what we what we saw. Alright. Okay, so in Valley of Bowser number three, mm. um basically there were these timed carrot platforms that we had to get across, <laughs> right? They were carrots. Right? They were carrots. <laughs> Weirdly for deformed carrots. Yeah, well, I mean, they I don't know what else to call them. I guess they're carrot platforms. They're not yep. tasty like carrots. They taste like dirt, but they're definitely <laughs> carrot-like. I agree. Don't ask me why I know what they taste like. I didn't grab a hunk <laughs> I, of it and I try and bite gonna. it. I was thinking about asking it, and I decided against it. 
<laughs> Probably for the best. <laughs> um, but yeah, so these carrot platforms actually add for a lot of interesting platforming. Honestly, I, I think yeah. this is this is great. I, I I'm surprised they held this back for so long. I know it's super fun. This is a really like, good, great mechanic. Cool if, like there was a lot of these sorts of like carrot platforms throughout the game. Yeah, right. Like it seems like why were they holding on to this for so long? This could have been great for other ones. Yeah. But uh yeah, so it really kind of adds a sense of danger and a sense of urgency because you know like this platform is going to fall, you need to be prepared to jump onto the next one and you know you can even kind of try and time out how platforms are moving because some of them stay up longer than others. So yeah. it really helps you vary your your strategy and actually platforming these levels it makes it so much more interesting mm-hmm. uh, you, i wish there was more of it's these. like they, i would i could see like a whole game dedicated to that kind of mechanic yeah or at least another few levels yeah but either way like this is a really good mechanic uh, kudos on like uh saving like the, a, i guess yeah yeah keep going I was going to say kudos on saving the best for last, I guess. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. go on. I was going to say, like, I could see this that kind of mechanic being just like a phone game. Yeah, that could be fun. I could see that definitely being a phone game. Um, but, yeah, aside from that, this level also has just um, a little bit of conveyance, actually, surrounding the whole uh, platforms themselves. Not just by... There's no conveyance in showing you... Like, you will fall when these platforms fall. That just They just kind of right. throw you into the fire there. But yeah. there's conveyance about halfway in, depending on how you actually platform through the stage. Because uh-huh. about halfway in, there's a break in the two platforms where one of them goes above and one of them goes below. Uh, if you take the path that's above, it'll give you like a four-second count, and you can kind of go a little bit longer. So you'd right. be inclined to go on that one. And then actually right below you, uh, out of your reach, or out of reach of you, is a bonsai bill that just kind of shoots across the screen. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of conveying to you in a safe way, hey, there will probably be more of these as you platform, and right, you're right. not always going to be able to dodge out of the way. Yeah, good call. So it's a nice, nice little point, point of conveyance there, because actually yeah. later it happens twice, where it's on the critical path of platforming that you have to dodge these bonsai bills. Right. So this Genius. stage this stage is really well made, I gotta say. Yeah. Fan fucking tastic. I didn't know why I like this level so much until now. Right? There you go. The more you know Thank you, Zach. Like for showing us the way. Oh please. Keep going. <laughs> for digging deep. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. I I tried to dig deep so that other people don't have to. Um, but is there anything else you really wanted to chat about? The only other thing is just there's a like there's some iron ropes that you can kind of cross in this stage. I didn't really feel like yeah, I needed I to talk like, about that. Nah. Anything else you wanted to chat about for this one? Nope. Okay. Cool. So yeah. Valley of Bowser numero cuatro. It's number four for all you non non Spanish speakers. <laughs> um, so the main focus on this stage is the football digger. 
I guess he got demoted yeah. to groundskeeper instead of linebacker. <laughs> but at least he got a cool new lightsaber or whatever that is. Yeah, that is the weirdest looking tiny shovel I've ever fucking seen. Yeah. It's like, it's adorably small, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It's just like compared to the size of the football guy. It's like if I had a child's, like, a uh, child's shovel and I was trying to lift them their dirt out. Yeah. It's like, don't mind <laughs> yeah, yeah, me, I'm just using this sandcastle shovel to lift out yeah, gigantic exactly. mounds of dirt. <laughs> um, but basically what they're trying to set up is the fact that these guys will usually be on platforms above you dropping these boulder, dropping these boulders. Yeah. Um, which comes into play throughout the stage. Uh, alongside the sinking ashen platforms in the lava. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as like the level progresses, there's like more of these charging chucks with the shovels, dropping these rocks onto, you know, eventually it just ends uh, with all three of these, like the shovels with the rocks, the ashen platforms that are falling, and Coop- flying coopers to block your path. So... Uh, it's kind of an, another escalation of difficulty throughout this stage. So this was another really good one, I thought. Yeah. Um, Nothing, like, too new, but, like, a good, just a good level. Yeah. Except for one part that really rubbed me the wrong way. So about like, about, like, a halfway in, there's just, like, you can kind of go down two paths. One of them is just yeah. a hole in the ground, and the other one is covered by blocks. Do you know what I want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. And, like, if you don't know what you've got to do with the whole one, you just fucking die. You die. It's a hole yeah. into lava. Like, it's, yep. a de- it's a literal death trap. It's like a joke. It's like... It's like they're trying to mess with you, <laughs> Nintendo. It's just like, lol, like, beginner trap because you didn't know about this, you're dead. <laughs> like, I guess game designers need to have fun, too, but, like, really... You're not even here to experience my pain. Like, you're not getting any shot at Freuden. <laughs> um, sorry for the big word. Um, but yeah, like, fuck me, right? That's You're, you're just as equally upset as me, right? I need, I need uh, to know about it. Yeah, but I, I'd laugh at it. I'd laugh at it. <laughs> Fair enough. We learned to laugh at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, yeah, there's a secret exit there at the end. If you're able to get Yoshi through this entire platforming, uh, unharmed, right. basically, you can use him to grab a key and take a secret exit that takes you to the star world and directly to the front door that's of, true. of the castle. Yeah, that's a, like, crazy thing. Yeah, but we're not taking any shortcuts here, because we nah. want to go through this next castle first. Yeah. Talk about number seven, Larry's Castle. Yeah, Larry. All right, so let's talk a little bit about Larry's Castle. So it starts off with a similar mechanic uh, from Roy's Castle previously with Mm -hmm. the uh, moving snake platform, platform, right? Yeah. The only thing they've really added is uh, they've kind of, they've had spike balls, which are a bit more of a challenge, obviously. Yeah. And... They put better spike- than the the fireballs. Yes, better than the fireballs, which is <laughs> fucking bullshit. But they did keep uh, the spike pit and the lava, yeah. and just kind of combine that all into one gigantic area. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so it's like a remix of that, but better because I'd rather take the spike balls over the randomness of those fucking padoo-padoo bastards. <laughs> um, and actually, something that's not... Uh, that I just happened to notice during this level, but something I wanted to bring up that I noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know the Jump audio channel and the Moving Floor audio channel are on the same... Are, they're on the same channel? Uh, how do you know that? So, because the only reason I figured that out is when you jump while you're on the moving platform, the jump sound effect takes oh, precedence over that's the true. moving floor audio channel. That is... So they must be on the same channel, right? They probably had no channels left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess they were just kind of like, oh shit, because they have the background sounds, uh, yeah. probably a few other enemy sounds that are going on, and they obviously need Mario channel, right? Yeah. So they must have run out at that point and just been like, well, I guess Mario takes precedence over this. So yeah, that's interesting, right? Yeah, it's that's just kind of cool. cool. Little cool little fact. Yeah, a nice little factoid. Bring that yeah. to your next uh, your next dinner party. Go tell your What's friends that? at the dinner table. Be like, hey, did you know that Super Mario World <laughs> actually didn't have enough sound channels to accommodate for all the sound effects that they wanted? <laughs> and then they're going to be like, sir, this is an Applebee's, and I'm taking your order. I don't care about Super Mario World. And you can be like, well, I think you should care, because this is a good game. Yeah. And, yeah. Be like, sir, game. and they'll be like, sir, can you please just order some goddamn pie i've been working here since seven in the morning and then you'll just be like but like what isn't this interesting like take a listen like it's pretty cool and then they'll be like sir i'm gonna have to ask you to leave (laughs) and then they'll escort you out you'll be like this is my podcast (laughs) (laughs) like wait a minute i wanted that pie (laughs) oh man never sleeps network i'll go Uh, nice subtle plug. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I just thought that was interesting. So yeah, yeah um, as you move through here, you have to actually use a magic Koopa to break down walls to get past, mm-hmm. which is an interesting, uh, <clears throat> an interesting uh, game mechanic. Yeah, kind of using an enemy to to progress in a way that you hadn't yeah. before. Yeah. Because I mean, you were introduced to the Magikoopa in a previous, sorry, in a previous right. castle. So you're familiar with how it works. Now you just need to use it to progress properly. Indeed. Um, the only problem is my instinct is to jump on the Koopa, and then it's like, Jesus, oh, I gotta go make him yeah, respawn. You <laughs> and you gotta like yeah. run backwards and be like, Are you back yet? Did, did you come <laughs> back? Yeah. Unless you have a cape or something or whatever, but I do right. not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think Larry, like we're at Larry now. Are we at Larry? <laughs> yeah, it's like he's like back from the Yoshi's Yoshi's island. house. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just the same as fucking Iggy Pop. <laughs> yeah. He's the it's same. Like, it's like fucking come full circle or something. Like, again, the past three, like, castle bosses have just been recycled. Yeah. What is this bullshit? I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, granted, I guess they guess don't want to put, hmm. like, emphasis on the bosses. Not really, but I guess, like, they were more focused on the platforming, which is fine, but, like... Yeah. Literally, yeah, they did, cool. like, one, two, three, 
and then three, two, one, like in terms of bosses, <laughs> like repeating themselves. I did not realize that. That's, right, that's cool. That's kind of um, like it's better than than not doing that. Well, I mean, okay. if they were all different, obviously that's that's like the ideal, right? Uh, that's more and, where like, I'm obvious going. kind of thing to do. That's more where I'm going with this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, I guess it's kind of a bit better because they remix it with adding, adding in like the fire that jumps around, but like it's barely anything really. Yeah. Um, and then you take down Larry Koopa with grace, with style and grace. Oh, yeah. And uh, Mario again shows how, well, not just Mario, but the game designers show how literally they give zero fucks about how Mario gets rid of these castles. <laughs> because he literally picks up the castle and punts it away like a fucking football. Yep. Like, what it's in like, the why actual did he just fuck? do that before? Yeah, like, if you can lift up the castle, just shake out the fucking egg and throw it away, throw away the castle. Why did we go through all this hullabaloo? What is it, this hullabaloo, Joey? He's just slow playing us, I think, Mario. (laughs) You think he's just, like, like, low-key Superman? (laughs) Just, like... He kind of has the suit. Yeah, right? Colors. He, like, oh. I mean, like... They do have him on the cover with a cape on. Oh, and they're really, cape really focused too. on a cape. Oh, shit. Huh. Is Mario low-key Superman? That is deep. Yo, if you guys think Mario's like low-key Superman, like, let us know. Yeah. Or also, if you think we're idiot conspiracy theorists, let us know. Yeah. Add us to the extra. God damn it, this is so dumb. <laughs> um, we have fun here on Xtreme. We do. Guys. At least I like to think we do. Um, mm-hmm. And then it says, Mario has defeated Larry Koopa. All that is left <laughs> is Bowser's castle. Can Mario rescue her and restore peace to Dino Land? Find out now as we continue the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But before we do, Joey, we have to. We do. It's about that time. It is about the time for... What? What's what's the time for? Tell me. Internet backstory. That. Yes, that was it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, our own buffer, for telling us what happened. So... Larry Koopa. Got a nice quote here at the top. <clears throat> I don't really know what his voice is, so I'm just going to do another one. Another generic Koopa voice. Um, You're standing on the wrong side of this face-off! And where's my backup? Ludwig, get your shell over here! <laughs> nice. <laughs> Great as always. Oh, God. I, I, I don't know how these voice actors do it. But uh, that was painful. All right, Larry Koopa, known as Cheatsy Koopa in the cartoons, is the Cheatsy. youngest... Yeah, Cheatsy. is known <laughs> as the youngest of the Koopalings and uh, acts as a leader of the Koopa Troop. 
Uh, Larry has blue hair, but a different style resembling that of a coxcomb? Um, I don't quite know what that is. I think it looks like like a rooster, kind of. Uh, in Nintendo okay. Power Super Mario World Guide, Larry is referred to as Bowser's number one Koopling. Many sources initially claimed he was named after the American talk show host Larry King, uh, the former Nintendo of America employee, sorry, a former Nintendo employee of America, uh, Dave Brooks, who originally named the Koopalings, claimed that Larry was named after Larry Mullen Jr., the drummer for U2. Interesting. That's random. I, they really just kind of went across the like spectrum of popular bands at the time. Um, all the Koopalings, therefore, would have been named after musicians. However, mm-hmm. Brooks contradicted this in an interview in 2015, stating that Larry was not named after anyone in particular, and that he simply, quote, looked like a Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Okie uh... day. Uh, let's, I figured out how to use hyperlinks. So, general information. Let's look at Larry's uh, physical appearance. Uh, Larry... Rather than simply shares a regular skin color and a normal uh, head color, uh, he is set apart by a blue star on the side of his head, similar to Morton's star. Um, Larry has two fang-like teeth. Why am I reading this? Tell me about the personality. The personality traits are way better. Um, <clears throat> holy shit. Okay. <laughs> Buckle in. There is a lot here. Uh, like the other Koopalings, not much of Larry's personality has been revealed. Uh, his trophy description in Super Smash Brothers describes him as having aggressive tendencies. While this may reference his short temper uh, in some of the other Mario games, this may also have earned him his apparent position as head of the Koopa Troop Special Forces. Um, the North American version of Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, however, states that he is a serious case of little brother syndrome. suggesting that he feels overshadowed by or inferior to his older siblings. He also seems to have an interest in sports, as he uses bombs as bowling balls, uh, uses a tennis racket to hit his own fireballs in another Superstar Saga game, and performs the special glider trick when riding inward uh, drifting bikes in the sports game in Mario Kart 8. Uh, Despite his interest, he has never appeared in any Mario sports game, um, what? In Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games, Larry got hooked on Equestrian and can't stop talking to it about the... Uh, sorry, can't stop talking about it to the player. Ogide? <laughs> um... Sorry. Just trying to read through this wall of text. He also frequently gets dizzy after spinning. Cool. I mean, we all do. (laughs) Uh, The official strategy guide for Super Mario Bros. 3 has Larry being depicted as taunting and arrogant, believing Mario won't deduce his weakness, and also has a strange accent where he pronounces TH syllables with a D. Uh, okay. Mm. That sounds, uh... Okay. Dumb. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you and I differ a little bit there. <laughs> um, apparently, Larry has a budding entrepreneurial track as a uh, light salesman, as he has a sign-up in Mario Kart 8 for Larry's Lights, which is based on the name that implies he does some electrical or pyrotechnic work. Um, also weirdly accused of being a flirt at some point. Um, let's go through a little more, uh, official bios from, uh, the writer's Bible in Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, he loves to tie people up and then challenge them to a foot race. <laughs> and reform... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> let's just let that sink in. What the fuck? Um, in reform school, he copied so many test papers, he got writer's claw. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, his hobby is counterfeiting gold coins, and he does such a good job of it that Koopa, uh, Bowser, has put him in charge of Castle Koopa Treasury, where he happily spends every day cheating his brother and sister Koopalings out of their allowances. Um, when Bowser wants to be sneaky and devious, he calls on uh, Larry, a.k.a. Cheatsy. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love these I love these breakdowns they're so funny yeah um Larry Koopa the ruler of Grassland the youngest of Bowser's Koopalings he's also a notorious brat oh harsh um <laughs> there's a few other things here I'm gonna try and get down and see okay quotes Let's see if I can find a nice funny one, aside from the first one I saw. <laughs> um. <laughs> what is this? Okay, a quote from his appearance in the recent um, Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. Um... Thank you. Sorry, I already forgot the voice that I did. I should. I'm just gonna do a different one. Uh, think you hot stuff on horseback, huh? Bet you're also thinking you can take on the best of the best sometime. Well, here he is, right in front of you. Whoa, where you looking? Down here, horse brains. If you want to be number one, you gotta beat me first. Not that you can. <laughs> Uh, so good. Oh my god. Why does he love horses so much? <laughs> okay, and then these last two little bits of trivia. Lair is the only Koopaling to not have warp pipes in any of his battles. Hmm. And uh, Larry is one of only two Koopalings whose birth placement... Sorry, whose order of birth is officially confirmed other than Ludwig. And that is all I care to talk about for Larry Cooper. <laughs> Internet backstory. All right. God damn it. That was fucking funny. <laughs> um, all right. We're here. Maybe. Do you want to take a quick break before we storm through the gates? All right. It's going to be a bit of a long one, huh? Yeah. All right. It's going to be worth it. 
Um, yeah. we'll, we'll be right break. back because we need to uh, just take a break. <laughs> think that we i think that we've caught our breath enough let's talk a yes. little bit about what we what, what's going on here all right so joey we walked into the front door and what did we see we see doors not just any doors a whole mess of doors which means i get to try a new segment <laughs> because we can't do a pun rush joey we have to figure something else out yeah, so something else. So just for this game, I'm gonna come up with a new segment <clears throat> called <clears throat> Door, Door Tour. Tour. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you ready to play Door Tour? Door Tour. Door Tour. <laughs> so right, the rules are simple, Joey. Yeah. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna ask you to pick a number between. One and eight. Eight. And I want you to just pick a number. Okay. And then I'll tell you what's behind that door. All right. And we'll keep going from there until all the doors have been exhausted. Are there eight doors? There are eight doors. Wow. Are you ready to play? Door door. door. <laughs> yes. I choose. Alright, Joey. Door. Which door will you be choosing first? I choose door number five. Door number five. <laughs> You've won. <laughs> You've won uh, no. 
A time sprint puzzle with pillars and thwumps crushing you. Fuck. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I hate yes. pillars. So, yes, you have to move through this door. Um, as you can see here, we have scenic crushing pillars and massive thwomps. On top of that, you have to make sure that you go through quickly enough not to be crushed to death. <laughs> would you like to try your luck at another door? Yes, I would. Let's go with door number... A three. Sorry. Door number three, eh? Alrighty, let's check what we got behind door number three. It's actually not too much. It's just a maze with some Mecha Koopas in it, so you'll be fine. Mecha Koopas, whoa. Yeah, they're, uh, the, you know, the little... They look like miniature tiny Bowsers. Yeah. Is this the first but time we're seeing these guys? I think it might be. Yeah. Checking out these little mini Koopers. Mm. And I'm not talking about the car. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I love it, the delayed reaction. But yeah, this this door doesn't really have too much behind it, aside from the Mecha Coopers. It's just a maze. It's amazing. Back to the doors. Joey, which door would you like to go through next? Door one. Door number one. Door two. A nice, straightforward... Are you ready for a nice, straightforward auto-scroller with some columns crushing you? Ugh. Because that's what you've ordered, my friend. God damn it. The Look price is wrong. Look at these amazingly beautiful columns that are trying to crush the life out of you and forcibly push you forward in an auto-scroller fashion. Door tour. Really? Door tour. Door So what are you thinking of your door tour so far, Joey? How are you finding it? Puts uh, mic up to face. Thanks for asking, Zach. Um, <laughs> so far, it's been kind of quite a ride, you know? Just How are you? It's quite a ride, you say? Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that uh, the tour has been enlightening? Um, yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean, before the tour, I kind of didn't really know what was in Bowser's castle. And now I know... All right, back to the door tour. <laughs> door seven. Door number seven. Oh, my goodness. You've actually wandered into a very interesting door mm. with gray Bowser statues that shoot fire at you alongside an entirely new enemy, a golden Bowser statue that will pursue you until you die. Wow. Or at least until you leave, leave this area. Okay, so let's leave the area. <laughs> okay, so which door would you like to enter next? Let's you have do... doors. You have doors number two, four, six, and eight. Oh, you only picked odd numbers. That is quite like odd. That. that is quite odd. <laughs> so, which door would you like to go through next? Let's go with eight. Door number eight is Come just on, full big money, of big money, big money, charging chucks. Damn everywhere it. you get a chuck and you get a chuck there's charging chucks everywhere it's like a football orgy up in here <laughs> just make sure you don't get crushed i was never good at football <laughs> were you good at football joey that was okay not <laughs> uh, 
not good at not being crushed, but... Fantastic! Let's take a look at some more <laughs> doors. <laughs> you still have doors two, four, and six left. Which door would you like to go through? Let's go with two. Gotta go with two, door. bro. Door number two. We have some old school fence climbing with some jumping fireballs. All right, Nothing too all right. intense. Something we could definitely get on board. This was Fireball. back in previous Castle Iggy. Yes. So, not too hard. What else would you like to see here? We got two more doors. Two more doors on the door tour. Let's, uh, let's keep it going. Let's go four. Number gotta, four. Gotta go four. All right, let's take a peek in here. And, ooh, boy, the heat coming out of this room is intense because there are floating platforms with little sparkies and hotheads. Ooh. Gotta make sure you... Time those jumps well, or you're gonna be burnt to true. <laughs> burnt to burnt to. You'll be burninated. <laughs> and Joey, I, I know you're, uh, you're really itching for this last one, but I'd love for you to say it. Let's pick this last door. Let's do it. Door number six. Door number six, and you have saved an interesting one for last because it's the only one that is completely underwater. I hope you brought your scuba gear. Also, there's dry bones and (laughs) ball chains down here. Uh, That is some fun stuff. Yes, it is. And this has been another successful game of Door Tour. What do you think, Joey? Did you enjoy your Door Tour? Yeah. Whoa. Woo. Yeah. Look at him. He's so happy. Jumping up and down. Please keep your shirt on. This is a family show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for participating in another amazing round of Door Tour. Sponsored by nobody, because we haven't gotten any of those yet. (laughs) (coughs) But yeah, that was Door Tour. I thought that got the point across pretty well. That was great. Yeah. Uh, Did you have fun? I had 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 a lot of fun on Door Tour. (laughs) Hopefully we'll find another use for that sometime. Yeah. Whenever there's a lot of doors. (laughs) (laughs) But, Joey, actually, after you ex- exited that door, we ended up in a disco party. Disco Woo! party room. Disco party. Disco party. Disco party. Oh, yes. Um, I know I'm going a little out of order because, okay, for people who are actually getting on my case, I know it's doors one through four and then a break and then four through eight but this is more fun this way yeah whatever like yeah you'll see more fun just Just go with it yeah just play the game go with it (laughs) um but yeah joey we're at the man himself the man of the hour the the power tower of power the fire (laughs) from the spire the the uh, lizard with the gizzard (laughs) Nice. The Scouser Bowser. Internet (laughs) Bowser. 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 Yes. And not and not just Bowser. (laughs) It's not just Bowser. It's Bowser in his new clown Koopa car. Which just makes its first appearance in this game. Yes, it does. Which is horrifying. Classic. Bowser, clown, Koopa car. I don't know what made him think that a clown car would be the most terrifying thing in the world, but he was right. It is. It is terrifying. It is absolutely terrifying, and I, I hate it. <laughs> um, but yes, the clown Koopa car. Um, 
which uh, has a variety of moves and a lot <laughs> of weaponry stocked in there. Um, yeah. There's some Mecha Coopers that he throws out that try and crush you. Um, there's some big steel balls, for some reason, that are tucked away in there. How does he fit those? I don't even know. He shoots fire out of it mm. and just will straight up sometimes use it to crush you. By the way... dynamic vehicle. Mm-hmm. There's, um... It's a lot of versatility. No wonder he wanted to get it. Mm-hmm. And also there's a bit of showing off the Mode 7 graphics when Bowser flies towards you in the screen. Uh, true. It's that mm-hmm. Mode 7. Yes. Nice. Um, but, yeah, I, did we just plow through the Bowser fight? Yeah, it's like, that's what happens in the fight. <laughs> yeah, I think we I think we did. That was it, right? Yeah. And then that's it. That's the game. It's game yeah, we, over. We did. Yeah, we beat it. We beat the game. Yes, Mario's adventure is over, and himself, Peach, and Yoshi, and friends are gonna take a vacation. <laughs> 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 We're on a vacation, except we have to walk, because there are no cars, except for Peach, because she's getting a ride. <laughs> what a gentleman um, Mario is. Yes, just letting Peach ride the Yoshi. So nice. Um, but that was it, guys. That's Super Mario World. Yeah. How cool was that? I really enjoyed it. And it's before a we. Game. It's a really good game. And before we go to a quick internet backstory, I want to just do a recap um, of just, you know, the game in general. Um, actually, you know what? I feel like it would make more sense if we do internet backstory first. Let, let's do internet backstory first. Internet backstory. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I made up my mind. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm going to do... Okay. I actually really want to. I, I want to see if I can do this one right because. Never sleeps, never. <laughs> what is happening? Um. So, I want to try this out. Yeah. I don't know what just happened there. Nothing um, happened. What are you talking about? I want to make sure that I do this right because in one of the Mario RPG games, uh, Bowser's Inside Story, he says something a lot that I found honestly pretty cool and i want to see if i can recreate it <clears throat> all right it's just one word but i don't yeah. know if i can do it now <clears throat> i got myself nervous um show time <laughs> i don't know if i did that well enough but <laughs> it doesn't i like i'm trying it out <laughs> fuck me it sounds so cool when he says it. I was trying yeah. to like, see if I could do it. Um, but yeah, here we go. Bowser, sometimes known as King Koopa or Daimao Koopa, the great demon King Koopa, um, is the major villain and antagonist in the Mario games. Who'd have thunk it? Um, he's the leader of the most powerful Koopas. I'm oh, sorry, the most. He's the leader and most powerful of the Koopas. Um, repeatedly trying to kidnap Princess Peach, and he's trying to conquer various realms and even entire universes. Um, despite his villainous nature, he has occasionally helped Mario and others 
against common threats and participates with them in numerous sporting events. Oh. So sometimes he's cool. <laughs> um, but there's a ton, obviously, of references here because he's the big bad in a ton of games, but I'm not going to talk about every appearance that he was in. Let's talk a little bit about his personality. And uh, let's talk a little bit about it. Uh, when Bowser was created, he was a typical villain without much personality beyond simply wanting to take over the Mushroom Kingdom. Later games started showing various aspects of Bowser's character depending on the nature of the plot. Uh, while his platformer role continues to be that of a simple antagonist, his Mario Party antics typically depict him as being more angry, childish, and mischievous than dangerous, and his portrayals in RPGs range from threatening yet humorous villain to playable anti-hero. Uh, when Bowser is acting as a game's protagonist in the game, however, he continues to insist that he is an evil character, and his reasons for helping the protagonist are typically his own selfishness. Uh, Bowser's personality is most extensively explored in various RPGs, um, starting with Legend of the Seven Stars, in which Bowser loses his castle to another villain. As well as the grief he expresses over his own castle, Bowser is shown to be sad as the other playable characters about Gino's body breaking down. Uh, and at one point, he boasts... He, his boasting takes the form of a haiku. <laughs> um, as in later RPGs, though, however, most of Bowser's actions in the game are self-centered, with his motivation for joining the heroes solely being to reclaim his stolen castle and prevent another villain from taking over the world that he desires himself. Um... A lot of this kind of similar stuff goes on here. Um, while his range of emotions varies from game to game, his nearsightedness, frustration, anger, arrogance, and contempt that typify Bowser in his appearance, uh, whether he is a reluctant protagonist or straightforward villain who only cares about conquering lands and destroying his opposition. Um there's a lot of information here on his like size, relationships, his family, love interests. Um, okay, Joey, I'm gonna give you the choice. Okay. Out of those four things, which one do you want to hear the most about? Size, relationship, family, or love interests? Gonna have to go with love interests. All right, love interest it is. One of the most complex, one of the most complex aspects of Bowser's character was his relationship with Peach. Yeah. As explained in the manual for Super Mario Brothers, Bowser initially started abducting Peach to prevent her from restoring the transformed Toads back to normal. Um, in the in a Super Mario Brothers Super Show episode that featured his mother, Bowser's mother. Okay. Bowser tried and failed to marry Peach, and his unrequited crush on the princess recurs in various games. It would ultimately lead him to trying to forcibly marry her. Uh, he has even told his son, Bowser Jr., that Peach was his mother, although it forced to admit that that was a lie. Uh, Bowser's insight story revealed that Bowser's most carefully preserved memory was of Peach, but despite his feelings, he actually shows very literal regard for her happiness and well-being as he constantly kidnaps her, attacks her kingdom, and fights the people she cares the most about. 
Uh, he has also put Peach herself in danger numerous times, either advertently or on purpose, most notably in Super Princess Peach or Super Mario 3D World. Um, in the Nintendo Comics single-panel Koopa High School yearbook, shows Bowser to have had an admirer in high school after he asked for her sandwich. The unnamed Koopa developed a crush on Bowser, forming the one-member Koopa Fan Club and joining the Future Wives of Tyrants Club. <laughs> oh my god. A popular rumor also suggests that Bowser has or had a wife named Claudia Koopa. Oh. Like C-L-A. Okay, you get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, though there is no evidence to support her existence. Um, in September 2012 interview, Miyamoto simply stated that Bowser Jr.'s mother is unknown, uh, which is supported by a question from a snippet quiz in Paper Mario Sticker Star. There you go. Um, he has a ton of aliases here. Um... A lot of different appearances. Let's see if there's any other information that I can get from you. Uh, Bowser is the only boss to be featured in every new Super Mario Brothers game. Uh, while Bowser is generally referred to as Koopa in Japan, there are occasions where his localized name is alluded to. For example, in the Japanese version of Mario Kart Wii, the Flame Runner is known as the Super Bowser. Uh, because all regional releases of Super Mario Sunshine use English voice acting, Peach calls Bowser Jr. Bowser's son, and Bowser calls his family the Royal Koopa line, meaning that Koopa is also his surname in Japan. Uh, oh. Bowser Koopa is rarely given, uh, rarely directly given as his full name, but it has occurred in some officially licensed material, such as White Knuckle and Scorin album comic as well as certain cartoon episodes and comic issues. Um, all 8-bit sprites only have three colors, but Bowser's sprite from the new Super Mario Bros. appears to have four. This is because the black background is what gives Bowser his black spiked collar around his wrists. Due to this using cheat codes, so Bowser appears in a non-castle level, will make his hands look like they're separated from his arms. Uh, this occurs again in Super Mario Bros. 3, where Bowser's sprite is designed to exploit the back background to give him an outline. And there's a ton of other information, but if I kept doing it, we would be going for way long, so I'm going to cut it here, and we'll probably we do, do another more episode. We will do, do a it. whole episode on Bowser. Yeah, but we won't. If we so want it. If we want that's, it. Yeah. that's <laughs> the end of that. Internet backstory. Yes. Cool. And as we mentioned, this is the end of our Super Mario Brothers arc. Uh, Super Mario World arc, sorry. Um, Joey, talk a little. Let, let's. I want to hear your opinion on uh, on the game. Um, Zach, it's like one of my most favoriteest games of all time. I would have to agree with you. I like. I just like play this game in my sleep, basically. Do you think it lives up to the hype that we had as kids? I think it does, because the hype has stuck with me. You know, I would agree. It's never, last, never left. I would agree. And I think that, honestly, like the gameplay has held up over the years. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I was blinded by nostalgia goggles to say that, that was a great, that's a great game. 
Yeah. I think objectively after uh, analyzing it over these past episodes, it really does hold up. So it's absolutely one of the gaming's greats. I agree. Obviously, it has its its problems, but no game is perfect. Of course. Except for Mega Man X. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely say I really, really enjoyed this game. I look forward to playing more platformer games like this. <clears throat> yeah. Which reminds me, Joey, we need to think of a new game that we, we gotta do, play through. Speaking of. So if you guys have any suggestions of games maybe you want us to play through in the next coming weeks, feel free to... Uh, actually, I'll make maybe a Twitter poll when this episode comes out and yeah. get your opinion on a few ones that I'm thinking of. Yeah. Or we, or, could, or we could make the poll before the episode comes out. Actually, you know what? It's a good time. idea. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'm going to put it up maybe a while before just to give you guys a lot of time to think about it. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what the games are, but I'm going to put them up there. Um, nice. But yeah, thank you guys again for listening. So, like, really appreciate it. Um, stay get psyched, because the next episode is going to be a whole new game, and we're fucking stoked about it. We don't even yeah. know what it is, and I'm already stoked. Like, um, I'm so stoked. Oh, again, yeah. thank, thank you guys again so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you want to help us to grow, honestly, the best thing to do is tell your friends about us we really appreciate it this is how this is how it's going to grow for us really just telling your friends about us and letting them know that if they want to hear two nerds talk about games uh in a really in-depth manner and make some funny jokes then we're the right podcast for them (laughs) (laughs) that is very true um but yeah thank you again for listening we really appreciate it if you want to reach out uh, there's a million ways to do it Obviously, Twitter at it's the extreme. You could send us an email. It's the extreme at gmail dot com. Um, you can check out our Instagram for our goings on. I'm still updating that. Um, Get some good uh, Mario pictures. A lot of funny Mario pictures that I found online. Yeah. Um, we also have Twitch up. I'm gonna be trying to every week uh, t- stream on Twitch every Thursday. So come check mm-hmm. me out. Joey will be there, too, so you can chat with him. Um, and then, uh, yeah, again, if you feel like you want to help us out a little bit, obviously you don't have to if you don't want. We're going to keep making this regardless of whether or not you guys donate to us. But it would appreci- we would be very appreciative. It would help us uh, with our costs related to making these episodes. So, um, again, don't feel like you have to, but know that if you do, we really appreciate it. And we'll give you, you know, Solid shoutouts. Yeah. So again, thank you again just for listening. And um, again, I want to thank Never Sleeps Network for hosting us. Of course. Thank you, guys. Yeah, fantastic podcast on there. Check them out. Talking Wrestling, um, Speech Bubble, Best of Friends. Uh, check out all those guys. They're fantastic. Yeah. Um, but anything else we wanted to chat about here, Joe? Because we're already running real long. Yeah. Uh, I think we are good. Cool. So don't forget to write it down, you guys. Um, And we'll see you next week. Yeah. (laughs) Never Sleeps Network.
This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Thank you.